Hey, this is Evan Jackson, video production director of New Life Church. Thank you for joining us today. I pray that today's message will not only challenge, but encourage and inspire you to see God's purpose for you. Enjoy the message. We are going to be continuing our The Family series today. And this particular sermon, I wanted to kind of touch on some of the issues that our young people go through. And I haven't been a young person for a very long time now. So I figured what better situation to have our, our uh, student ministries directors come on up and share with you guys what they experience with students, some of the things that our, our students are going, into, are, are going through and going into. And I'm not going to ruin it for them, but this is, a, this is a crazy world. And we as parents and as a church need to be equipped with what the stuff that's going on in their lives so that we can better minister to them. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce... Uh, Pastor Ariel and John Jack. Good morning once again. I know you're getting tired of me by now. Um, but I just want to take a moment to thank Pastor Dave um, for giving us this opportunity to speak. Um, and if it doesn't work out well, it's on you now. Um, I also want to give a big thank you um, to the pastor who put this team together. Uh, we started teaching in children's church, um, I'm going to say 20-something years ago, and we're going to leave it alone at that. Um, 20-something years ago, he put us together, teaching together, and this was a regular thing, us teaching together. And um, it just so happens that that children's pastor is here right now, and he's my father-in-law. Um, he's Pastor Bill and Ann are here, if you give him a big hand clap. Thank you. All right. So... And I just want to big, give a big um, thank you to my wife um, for stepping up to this because this is her first time in front of adults. She's done young adults before. She's speaking to children maybe thousands of times. I'm not sure how many. Um, but we're ready and we're excited. Okay. So let me just dive into it. As you may know, we spend most of our time ministering to your students meaning birth to age 18. You might call us experts on students, but you might also call us crazy for hanging out with them. Amen. Uh, one thing we all know is that these students are growing up in a very different world than you or I experienced. We would like to share the immense challenges facing our students, especially cultural pressures. On that note, today's big idea is as follows. Students have so many cultural pressures trying to mold them into adults who don't know or believe in the way, the truth, and the life. Now, you may be thinking, what does the Bible have to say about today's cultural pressures when they were so different from what happened many years ago? Who in the Bible could have experienced such a dynamic cultural shift as what has, we have experienced in the emergence of the 21st century and all of the technology that has come with it. Today, we're gonna to be discussing a teen who encountered a huge cultural shift that led him to be, as our students call it, an influencer. Influencers impact the way students dress, talk, think about themselves and the world around them, and even, yes, dance. So. One such person in the Bible was Belty Shazar. 
It's in the Bible, I promise. Belteshazzar was the chief of magicians. Chief. He wasn't a magician. And trusted advisor to the king. He interpreted many dreams and was honored by kings as a man who knew the holy God. He had been chosen as a young man to serve the king of another country because he was among the best and brightest of his generation. In today's terms, he would have had a million followers. How did he get into the position that he was in? While he was most famous for a night in the lion's den, as a young man, he chose not to give in to cultural pressures around him. He trusted in God and followed God's guidance. Of course, the man we are speaking about is Daniel. Please open your Bibles to Daniel chapter 1. And I'm going to be reading chapter 1 uh, through verse 7. In the third year of the reign of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came to Jerusalem and besieged it. The Lord gave Jehoiakim, king of Judah, into his hand, along with some of the vessels of the house of God. And he brought them to the land of Shinar, to the house of his God, and he brought the vessels into the treasury of his God. Then the king ordered Ashpenaz, the chief of his officials, to bring in some of the sons of Israel, including some of the royal family and of the nobles, youths in whom was no de defect who were good-looking, showing intelligence in every branch of wisdom, endowed with understanding and discerning knowledge, and who had the ability for serving in the king's court. And he ordered him to teach them the literature and language of the Chaldeans. The king appointed for them a daily ration from the king's choice food and from wine which he drank, and appointed that they should be educated three years, at the end of which they were to enter the king's personal service. Now among them, from the sons of Judah, were Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Now the commander of the officials assigned new names to them, and to Daniel he assigned the name Belteshazzar, to Hananiah, Shadrach, to Mishael, Meshach, and to Azariah, Abednego. So these teens were in a training program, and they were taught to serve the king. They had to learn all about serving the king, um, and there were some guidelines that they had to follow during this training program. Now, these boys were offered the finer things, food from the king's table, and delicacies they had never seen. However, this food and wine was not in keeping with the customs of Israel. They were not in keeping with the dietary laws given in Leviticus. So... Uh, continuing in verse 8, but Daniel resolved that he would not defile himself with the king's food or with the wine that he drank. Therefore, he asked the chief of the eunuchs or the chief of staff to allow him not to defile himself. Now, let's pretend you're Daniel. You're young at most in your late teenage years. Maybe you're graduating high school. Your whole country is conquered. Now you are taken and no one has a particular set of skills. Oh, that didn't land. Anyways, these people take you and your three friends into captivity, forcing you to train to serve this king who conquered your people. 
Further, you must live the way this king and his chief of staff tell you. He picks what you do, what you wear, what you eat, and when you sleep. Now, would you have the audacity to sit down at the dinner table, look at all the exotic meats and wines offered to you, and say, hey, big chief, uh, come here for a second. Yeah, all this, uh, take it back to the kitchen. I'm not eating this. Oh, you want to know why? God doesn't want me eating this. And uh, while you're at it, bring me some veggies. Would you have said that? I wouldn't have. So Daniel stands up to the pressure that he's getting and decides that he's going to honor God above anyone else. He's going to honor God even with his food. So what happens next? Continuing on in verse 9. And God gave Daniel favor and compassion in the sight of the chief of the eunuchs. And the chief of the eunuchs said to Daniel, I fear my lord the king who assigned your food and your drink. For why should he see that you were in worse condition than the youths who are of your own age? So you would endanger my head with the king. I mean, these stakes are pretty high. I mean, when was the last time you decided to go on a diet and that could have killed someone else, right? <laughs> then Daniel said to the steward, whom the chief of the eunuchs assigned over Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Test your servants for 10 days. Let us be given vegetables to eat and water to drink. Then let our appearance and the appearance of the youths who eat the king's food be observed by you and deal with your servants according to what you see. So he listened to them in this manner, in this matter, and tested them for 10 days. At the end of 10 days, it was seen that they were better in appearance and fatter in flesh than all the youths who ate the king's food. So the steward took away their food and wine they were to drink and gave them vegetables. Daniel started the first vegan movement. Daniel and his friends could have easily done what other young men were doing. They were taking a huge risk in following God. And because they stayed true to what God had called them to do, they were given favor in the eyes of the chief. The chief was very hesitant to allow, to allow Daniel and his friends to follow the Levitical diet because he could have been killed for defying the king. What do you think would have happened to Daniel? At this very early crossroads, Daniel decided that he would not defile himself that he would not allow this culture to exert its influence on him. Students today in Generation Z and upcoming Alpha have the same choices to make. They can either follow the crowd and give in to the temptations around them and the cultural pressures around them, or they can stand firm like Daniel and his friends did and listen to God's guidance, which is often counter to what all the other students around them are doing. Students throughout time have always had some of the same struggles. All students are looking for identity. They compile their identity from what they see and hear around them. They're looking for their fit and acceptance. Many are willing to even change the way they look or the things about themselves in order to have that uh, fit and acceptance. Sometimes they conform to a stereotype in the name of uniqueness, which is ironic. Students have compared themselves throughout time to others they see, and they look at themselves and see inadequate bodies, accomplishments, 
lifestyle, and following. We all have bodies that were uniquely designed by our Creator, precious in His sight. We certainly can and should take action to take care of those. But these healthy behaviors take diligence, time, and balance. However, culture will say that you must drastically change the way you look for unrealistic standards. Negative body images can lead students to try to fix their body through extremes like steroids, eating disorders, and fad dieting. Students have always faced peer pressure, which can lead to risky behaviors with drugs, alcohol, sex, violence, and recklessness. There's also a great amount of pressure to perform. In this world and previous generations, there's always been a measure of worth in building your resume. Right now, maybe it would be a college resume or athletic achievement, excellence in the art, and progressive progression toward a lucrative career. Of course, nowadays you have to have a following to prove it. There are some cultural pressures that all students have had to deal with going back to Daniel and his friends. However, today's students have a unique set of challenges that are different than any other generation has faced. Students under the age of, t of 20 will not remember a time before cell phones and the internet. They have no idea that phones were stuck to the wall. And they have no idea that when you left the house, you made sure you had your, what did you have? Your money, what, what money did you have for the phones? The quarters, that's right. They think they're just fun things with states on them. All right, that's right. Now, how many of you guys cheated did the collect call trick? Where you say, mom, dad, pick me up, I'm at school, all right, bye. All right. Now, these new and exciting technologies and the combination of them has led to a lot of great positives. Anything you want to know or do is accessible at the tap of a screen. Anyone or anywhere you want to access, you can do it right from your phone. Now, as with all of this new, there are the negatives. And the trouble with all this new is that no one knows how to parent a child in the digital age. Why? Because it hasn't been done before. So if you're feeling kind of lost in this, we're right with you. We've got a three-year-old and a seven-year-old and they're not having phones as long as we can keep them away from it. <laughs> All right, I got off my notes. It happens. This is why she wrote this up for me. It's, it's a thing. All right. Now, while the Bible doesn't talk about cell phones and social media, it does, it does give wisdom that can be applied to any situation. We will get to those in a minute. But first, let's spend some time diving into what cultural pressures students of today are dealing with that are unique to this generation. All right, and this might get a little heavy, so bear with us. There's light at the end of the tunnel, okay? According to 2019 survey by Common Sense Media, 53% of children under the age of 11 own a cell phone, and 84% of teenagers own one. So this is something that's very prevalent in this generation. Uh, those eight to 12 years old use just under five hours of screen time each day on average and teens use just under seven and a half hours per day. And this is not counting screen time at school or for homework. The amount of time 
this amount of time means that students are zoned into their screens and their devices instead of spending quality time with families. And if you are a parent who has a child with a screen, you probably <laughs> know this frustration, right? After spending time at school, extracurriculars, and behind their screens, what time is left for God and the family? And before y'all start jumping to conclusions about the teenagers and children, have you checked your screen time usage lately? Amen. So what are students doing on their phones? The name of the game is entertainment. They are watching movies and videos, playing games, and going on social media apps. That means that students are spending on the low end, let me make that clear, on the low end, 1,800 hours a year on their phones, on screens, watching movies, playing games, and going on social media apps, while spending under 100 hours a year with God, depending on how often they attend church, how often they spend time with God in their private time, and how often they go to youth group. According to Isaiah 64, 8, it's, he says, But now, O Lord, you are our Father. We are the clay, and you are our potter. We are the work of your hands. We are all clay in the potter's hands. And you've all heard that before, right? Nobody? This is brand new? Okay. All right. Now, completely opposite side of the coin, have you ever looked up the etymology or the roots of the word entertain? This word has its roots in the French word entretenir, Dad, I'm sorry for the pronunciation, which means to keep someone in a certain frame of mind or to hold the mind, to hold the mind. Therefore, according to those statistics we told you, students are being entertained 18 times more than spending time with God. 18 times in culture's hands for every one time in God's hands. So why are we surprised when our kids are molded into the world's definition of a prosperous adult rather than God's definition? Those 1,800 hours can be so detrimental to the growing brain of an adolescent. The amount of screen time can actually come with some mental health disorders, including recently false mental health self-diagnoses that can cause actual disorders. <laughs> Students are seeing others on TikTok get fame and popularity for certain disorders like Tourette's or dissociative identity disorder um, and beginning to actually show actual symptoms of these things. Now, you'd think screen time would be what makes students happy, right? I mean, if you have a teenager, you have probably been begged over and over and over again, Mom, if I only had a phone, I will be happy. I won't bother you. I will get everything done. I will do my chores. Please, I just want to be happy. I want a phone. But according to the survey, monitoring the future, teens who spend more time than average on screen activities are more likely to be unhappy to categorize themselves as unhappy. And those who spend more time than average on non-screen activities are more likely to categorize themselves as happy. Now don't get us wrong. We really do like social media. If it weren't for Instagram, I wouldn't be able to keep up with a friend of mine who is all the way in Taiwan. We get to keep our relationship up. That's, that's awesome. That's awesome. And all these platforms can be used for keeping in contact with real people 
and keeping good relationships, relationships that encourage you in your faith. Now, TikTok is just one of the popular social media platforms students use along with Snapchat and Instagram. These platforms, they can lead to negative body images, bullying and peer pressure. Filters and editing have become so readily available, you cannot tell what, if what you're seeing is real or is just digitally made up. No one posts they're ugly on social media. And this causes a false sense of reality, which is very hard for a teen whose brain is still developing to grasp. Students are searching for their identity, and their screens are ready and waiting to fill that void. On these screens, they are pressured to take, take part in dangerous activities, bully others, and participate in damaging activities, such as taking drugs, drinking alcohol, and having sex, all in the name of obtaining a few more likes or a few more follows. Students today have so many cultural pressures trying to mold them into the adults who don't know or believe the way, the truth, and the life. So how do we push back against these cultural pressures around us like Daniel and his friends do? Do we throw out all of our screens and go live in the wilderness and off the grid, right? Is that what God is calling us to do? No yeah. more screens, that's it. Let's go hunting. <laughs> no. Uh, I don't think that's what God is calling us to do. God says that we need to be in this world, but not of this world. John 17, 14 through 18 says, I have given them to your word, and the world has hated them, because they are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. I do not ask that you take them out of the world, but that you keep them from the evil one. They are not of this world, just as I am not of this world. Sanctify them in your truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, so I have sent them into the world. So how can our students, and let's be honest, this applies to each and every one of us. So let's say it this way. How can we all be in this world, but not of this world? John 14, 6 says that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Therefore, we should not allow anyone else to influence us. But the world wants to change the way you live, disconnect you from the truth, and steal your eternal life. In case you didn't hear us, let me say that one more time. The world wants to change the way you live, disconnect you from the truth, and steal your eternal life. But as it says in John 10.10, 10, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Jesus is our source of abundant life. We always have hope in him. So what are some guidelines and resources for standing up to cultural pressures? How do you build up your defenses? First, and most importantly, listen to the conviction and the guidance of the Holy Spirit. The more time you spend in the presence of God, the more open you will be to hearing the guidance of the Holy Spirit. We are called to be sanctified or set apart. This means that we shouldn't be looking to the world for our guidance, or looking to see what our friends are doing, but we should be looking as to what God wants us to do. It's not about our kids' friends, our kids' mom's friends, 
our kids' moms, brothers, uncles. Somehow he's on my Instagram. I don't know how he got there, but he's got cool shoes. I got to get them. We are all called to be different. So after following the guidance of the Holy Spirit, we need to think on what is good versus what is beneficial. 1 Corinthians 10.23 says, Everything is permissible, but not everything is beneficial. Everything is permissible, but not everything builds us up. We need to think about what are things that are beneficial and build us up. There's great movies, TV shows, video games, and social media pl platforms out there. They can have a really positive impact on us, like John said, being able to connect with the world around us. I love getting together on a Friday night with my family, sitting down with a bowl of popcorn and watching a movie together. I also love catching up with my friends on social media and um, seeing how they're doing. But we need to think about what are these things, or how are they beneficial? Are they just good, but they're not really building us up in any way? In the past couple years, I've had to limit my time on social media, which has been really hard for me, <laughs> um, as well as the people who I allow to be part of it. This, unfortunately, has included some family members. I've had to unfollow people that negatively impact my thoughts. And I found that continuing to let their thoughts into my heart has had a negative impact on my heart and my mind. Psalm 101, two through three says, I will be careful to live a blameless life. When will you come help me? I will lead a life of integrity in my own home. I will refuse to look at anything vile and vulgar. Personally, I used to watch a lot of rated R movies and TV shows. I used to enjoy horror, action, and sci-fi regardless of the rating. If the acting was great, then the movie was great for me. But in 2004, that was a long time ago. Um, I started dating this wonderful lady right here. No hand clap for that? No? Okay, there we go. Um, you know, really, she gave in to me. That's, that's most of what it is. Um, but I quickly learned that she didn't watch rated R movies. And she was very strict about this. Right? So at first, I said, all right, I'll find times to go out with my buddies and I'll watch, you know, this scary movie or that. Um, but over time, I started to see how these movies affected me. I started to see how I became desensitized to the violence in some of these movies. Um, and while I, I don't curse and I, I don't, I try my hardest never to curse. I mean, you know, once in a while, but God's still working on me. Um, but... I noticed that when I watch those movies, those words are coming up in my head, especially when I get cut off in traffic. All right. Now, when we were when we were young and married, uh, we started uh, watching different TV show series with a group of friends we had, uh, all different different TV shows and different series. Um, and one particular time, we started watching a very popular uh, TV show that had a mature rating. And at first, the episodes were more tame, injecting a little bit of violence here and there. But as the zombies attacked, it progressed quickly into gratuitous violence. My wife walked out every scene, covered her eyes and walked out. It was not for her. 
Now, I continued watching at the time, but I said to myself, why am I going to let something into my life? And we're married, so I'm letting into our life. So it's going to hurt my wife if I watch this. And this, isn't a, this is not that important. So from that time on, I changed my standards. And you know what I noticed? I don't miss it. I am glad that we made the decision. And often before watching a movie, we will look up the reviews on PluggedIn.com. PluggedIn.com is a Christian website that reviews movies, not for just the story and the acting content, but also tells you if there's objectionable content, if there's positive content, you know, and it gives you a recommendation at the end for the age level at which this movie is appropriate or if this movie is inappropriate for all ages. Because as we said before, a lot of things are good, but they're not beneficial all the time. Uh, on the screen here, uh, we're gonna put up a list of resources that can help you as you monitor your screen content. All right, uh, the first one up there that I'm gonna mention is Right Now Media. Right Now Media is Christian Netflix, let's put it that way, uh, but so much more. They have so many movies and TV shows for adults, for kids. Um, they have Bible studies like the Acts uh, Bible study that we did here at this church is on there. Um, there's so much you can gain from that. And our church, if you, are a, if you attend this church, our church provides a subscription for you. You have to go on our website and sign up for it. Okay? And it is fantastic. My kids love Ryan DeFrades. And if you know what that is, anybody know who Ryan DeFrages is? That's right. That's right. Silkies. Awesome. All right. Um, next, we have Access right in the top. Uh, this is a way to connect parents and teens to Jesus in this disconnected world. It's a lot of resources about um, technology and how to use it for your advantage. Um, and at the end of the service today, everyone is going to go home with a sheet that has all of these on it so you don't have to furiously scribble. Okay? Um, yeah, so Axis, all about technology and helping your family through that. Okay. We already mentioned PluggedIn.com, um, but we're going to mention their parent company, which is Focus on the Family. Um, you might know them from the Adventures in Odyssey, which is a great radio series for kids and TV series for kids. Um, they've got children's programming. they got magazines for kids and teens. They still print magazines. I know, amazing. Um, and they have resources for young adults, even dating advice. Um, if you are a nerd like me, there is Digital Kids Initiative, which has lots of um, survey, uh, surveys and research and all that on technology and how it affects children and kids and teens and all that. So if you are on the nerdier side of life, you can check that one out. All right. The next one I'm point out is Parent Q. Parent Q, which is right up at the top. Um, they have some wonderful articles, podcasts, and resources to help parents. They, they hit all areas of parenting, and they're fantastic. And then Empowered Homes has a lot of articles and things to uh, encourage you as a parent, uh, as you uh, parent your child. And then we have two book resources here, Sticky Faith. Um, if you are a graduate or in high school, 
there is sticky faith for that. It is a book. I know, book. Ugh. Uh, about how to keep your faith strong, how to build a lifelong faith. Um, it's not just for high schoolers. There's all different uh, types of those, uh, but I highly recommend those uh, on helping your student build a lifelong faith. All right, and the last one I'm going to mention is Every Young Man's Battle. And I actually taught a class on this at Crossroads back in the day. Um, and they are strategies for victory in the real world of sexual temptation for boys. Um, and I'll tell you, it, it's not just on the things you're thinking of. It's also on screens. It's also on what are you letting into your mind. Um, there's a lot of good strategies in it, and I highly recommend it for any uh, older teen. Um, you know, as a parent, you go through the book with them. You know, probably dad would be pretty appropriate for that. Um, but anyways, I suggest that you sit down as a family and set up your defenses. You know, use some of these resources up here. There's plenty more. Um, and decide on which filters and strategies you're going to use to help lead a life of integrity in your home. Now, maybe this might include putting a web filter, like 1.1.1 for families is a free web filter that all you have to do is change one setting on your router. And if you don't know how to do this, I will teach you. I promise I will. Um, and you can also put parental controls on your students' screens. Now, another, another rule you might want to have is limiting your screen time. You know, maybe only doing 45 minutes a day, an hour, whatever you decide. Um, you may also have rules such as no phones at the dinner table, no phones after 9 p.m., you know, no screens in your bedroom. So obviously that leads us to our third guideline. On top of um, the benefits of limiting the type of content, we should also be limiting our time under pressure. Are you spending five hours a day on your screens and only five minutes a day with God? Eesh. Screen time is the one thing I struggle with every day. And I'm there with you, so let's work on this together, okay? Let's make sure our time with God is our first and most important priority. Let's not focus on our screens and our phones. Parents, grandparents, uncles, aunts, cousins, whoever you are in this room, the kids and teens in your life are watching you. Are you setting a good example in this? Now, finally, while you're under pressure, and I'm hearing the song in my head. Um, finally, find an accountability partner to help you. Daniel didn't pull away from cultural pressures on his own. He had three friends, his accountability partners, alongside him. If you are a child or a teen, maybe this is a parent or a trusted adult. If you can't find one, if you can't find one, Maybe youth pastors are a good uh, ones to try. Let's see. Um, now, parents, don't let your kids have full access to everything their phone or tablet or TV has to offer. I promise they will survive. All right? And don't assume that because you're friends with them on Instagram that they don't have five other Instagram accounts. And I'm not exaggerating. Some do. 
five other Instagram accounts where they follow things that they don't want you to see, and they have friends on there that they don't want you to see. And uh, guess what? It's exactly what they're doing. Now, if you're an adult, find another adult to walk through this with you. If you're married, it's pretty easy to pick one. John calls me out on my screen time all the time, and I'm so appreciative of it um, because it's so easy to get lost in there, right? So when trying to discern what to let your eyes and ears, follow, uh, ears look at and listen to, follow Philippians 4.8, which encompasses everything that we've said today. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think on these things. So whether you're in kindergarten watching Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, hot dog, hot dog, hot diggity dog, uh, yeah, there's not many parents of young kids in here, huh? Um, or whether you're in 10th grade and you're working on your TikTok dances, you know what I'm saying? Um, or you're an adult scrolling through news articles, but you're really on Facebook. Um, we are all bombarded with various cultural pressures. It is up to us to be like Daniel and his friends and say, no, I'm not going to give in. I'm going to be set apart and I'm gonna follow the guidance of the Holy Spirit. And just like Daniel and his friends, if we follow biblical principles and the guidance of the Holy Spirit, God can use us to do amazing things, like face a den of lions, influence kings, and interpret dreams. God chose us to be influencers, no matter how old you are in here, spreading the message of Jesus, the way, the truth, and the life. Amen. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time that you've given us, Ariel and I, to speak the word, Lord. And we pray that it did not fall on deaf ears, Lord, but we pray that everyone would take something from this and really apply these principles to their lives so that they can be free of cultural pressures and free to be who they are in Christ, Lord. Heavenly Father, I pray for anyone that's struggling with screens or inappropriate things in their lives, Lord. I pray that you would just help free them from that, help them to be honest with themselves about it. And I pray that they would find an accountability partner and some resources to bolster themselves so that they can focus on the things that are of you, Lord, things that are beautiful and lovely and pure. Heavenly Father, we ask that you would protect all our graduates as they're going into college, Lord. Heavenly Father, we pray that we pray that you would protect all of our students. Lord, that they would live a life that honors you and that, that as parents and as youth ministers, we would be great examples to them and how to live, Lord. We thank you so much that you came upon this earth, you gave your life and you gave us a way to follow you, Lord, right into heaven, Lord. And we thank you for all of your blessings, we ask that you would bless this day. May we enjoy the sunshine and put down the screens. In Jesus' name we pray. Everyone said, amen.